I swear I'm never paying taxes again. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Phil Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we are back, folks. We're, we're back, back after like a year yes. and a half that we haven't been doing this show. We're finally doing it. Uh, we have a whole new setup, a whole new house, a whole new bunch of technology. We've got champagne. Here. Champagne. I have, I have H2O here. Uh, I'll I, drink the bubbles then. Yeah, I'm not drinking any of your Gotham juice. Was it? Did we call it Gotham juice? I can't remember. No. Oh, it was Maroni's special blend. Oh, yeah. Maroni's special blend. I totally forgot. Yeah. Uh, but we're coming to you as we're going to be doing for the next 12 weeks uh, live at YouTube.UniverseBox.com at 9 p.m. EST on Sunday nights. Yes. And shout out to Joel and Bobby over in the chat room already. Woo! Yeah, great to see you guys there. Hopefully we have some more people coming up. I think we actually have feedback from both of those people. We do have feedback <laughs> from both show. of those people. So it'll be good. So, uh, Amory, we, we kind of addressed this in our last episode. That was kind of like a 15 minutes. Hey, we're coming back thing. But uh, what, what have you been up to in the interim? I am a substitute teacher and freelance social media specialist. Very nice. So what's that do for you? It's um, I you know, keep kids from killing each other and try to teach them fractions. And then I try and teach adults how to use the interwebs because I'm a millennial and they don't get it. So not a lot of, <laughs> not a lot of talking Gotham then. Not, you know, there isn't a lot of talking Gotham, but there are some people occasionally. Yeah. It's like even through the last season, we didn't really talk about it that much, or at least not as much as we're going to do tonight. Right. Not at all. Like we have already in the past, like Two weeks talked about Gotham more than we have in the past year and a half. Oh, definitely. definitely. And it's wonderful. It feels so natural. <laughs> it feels like I would have been missing a limb or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, right back into it. You know, I, I was worried about it until we sat down today to, to take our notes for year zero and everything just flowed. I wrote like six pages worth just of notes. Just kept writing so. and writing and writing. So what have you been up to in the, you know, past year and a half or so? Oh, uh, well, you know. I, I don't want to get into too much detail because we're getting. All right. Well, then back to Gotham. <laughs> it's our sponsor uh, for the episode. So uh, okay, we'll be dealing with that a little bit later. But besides that, I don't know. Just been kicking around doing my thing, you know, kicking around. You know how I do. I do know how you do. OK, uh, so uh, we are going to be adhering to pretty much the same format we used to use. There's a few small changes. Smew, few little Smew. tweaks. A smew, a smew full small changes. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we're expecting that this broadcast is going to blow up. Sometime. Something will probably yeah. crash. Definitely. So be, Hi, Holly. be prepared for that. Hi, Holly in the chat room. How's it going? Okay. So how do we start this? It's been so long. Ooh, ooh, I get to do a rhyming quizzical. Anne-Marie, why don't you go ahead and get us started with the rhyming riddling episode summary. What's happened to Gotham in the months since we vanished? Gothamites coward, defenseless and famished. Will no man's land fall to the criminal element? A flash forward sets a chilling new precedent. But what of Selena? She's lounging in bed. Will Bruce's quest for the witch expose a new story thread? With no hope in sight, Gotham finds a hero. You gotta start the end somewhere. Let's begin with Year Zero. Year Zero! Mm-hmm. Anne Marie, what'd you think? It was so pretty. It was pretty. It was so pretty. Like the the cinematography of these episodes mm-hmm. has gotten better and better. And it's so devastating that it's the last season. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always been a beautiful show. I know. But that the opening sequence mm-hmm. 
was amazing. You know what gives me some faith, though? What? Um, a, a bit of news that came out uh, between the time we did the end of the show and the beginning of the show uh, is that the whole the same team, the Gotham team, is going to be doing a Gotham prequel, more or less, called Pennyworth. Ah, uh, yes, Pennyworth. So, so a lot of the same crew, same technical people, all that sort of stuff. Are Will it be murky? Uh, but not too murky. Oh, good. But not too murky. Uh, as for the episode, I really enjoyed it, too. Good. It was really neat. Oh, it was, it was really neat. Cool. It was neat and cool. We actually uh, we went back and watched the uh, the last few episodes. Uh, well, maybe kind the, of. We actually skipped the finale because yeah. we ran out of time before the season premiere. We watched that. We went back and watched the Jeremiah arc and then just oh, kind no. of watched the recap at the beginning of this episode. So but we have a more or less down. Uh, so, OK, so where do we go from here? I, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and it's driving me a little crazy. Well, I'm going to talk to the chat room. Adora, we missed the rhymes, too, though. I can't even tell you how many drafts we had to go through for this one because it's been so long. Yeah, he got, he would hand it to me and I'm like, you're going to have to, this, this doesn't rhyme. <laughs> I was like that. That's not the word I told There's you to too change. Many words there. There's too many words. That doesn't need an S. So <laughs> finally, after like 45 minutes, we got there. So we're yeah. glad you enjoyed it. We and expect for them to improve as we go along. Hopefully by the 12th one, it could be like a publishable sonnet. Definitely. Definitely. Maybe weren't right weren't at some point where we're going to publish all of our riddling rhyming episode summaries in a book or something. I and feel like we, something. And then we, we never did. Doing. We still could. Yeah, we could. But we skipped a year. You know what? Darn no. it. If you look at that lower third down below here, down here, down we're there. supposed to be talking about year zero and we're completely off the rails on some other topic right now. No, we're not. I, I'd say so. All right, fine. Talk about year zero. Okay. I'm going to talk about year zero. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, my first point uh, to bring up here, and we're actually, we're using paper using too. It's so weird. Which is weird because my computer's all the way over there. Uh, but um, so, okay. Year zero. <laughs> really great episode. Really strong start to the season. It did strike me as a little familiar. My first point is called the Gotham Dead. Uh, now this episode... Mm. I, I felt had several similarities uh, to how The Walking Dead has approached survival in an apocalyptic scenario. I I, I kind of made some notes as we were watching the episode of of some similarities you might see. Uh, First of all, uh, Penguin situation. He who makes the bullets kind of owns the world. There's a, oh, I forget the name of the character on The Walking Dead, but there was. Don't worry, I won't know him anyway. It might have been Eugene. There was a guy who (laughs) figured out how to make bullets on The Walking Dead, and he suddenly became very valuable to everybody mm-hmm. uh then um sort of an irritable populace due to lack of food supplies medicine all that kind of stuff i can s- sympathize i am irritable when i do not get food as well definitely and i, I think you most blatantly see that in the scene in the gcpd mm-hmm. where that guy's like yo jim i need food the cops are getting more <laughs> than the rest of us no sir there's just no food okay I, I another aspect of this is you know often in the walking dead they'll find a safe haven and then that safe haven will become surrounded by zombies they they can't get out there's no help coming in from the outside and that's very much what we see here in no man's land with the bridges blown out and everything you know they're isolated the government's not helping them out at all yeah. um also uh and this is a, a walking dead trope you might like it you might might hate it i normally hear people talking about it in a negative context uh the slow montage at the beginning of a season to show us where all the characters are or in this case will be sort of like the long drawn out to one pop song two and a half minute let's look at jim let's look at harvey which they did in this episode they did Although it was kind of a twist because it ended up being a flash forward. I love a good flash forward. I love it. 
And uh, speaking of that, you know, uh, colorful factions are all warring against each other, each with their own ethos and philosophical standpoint. You see that in the different, uh, what, what are they, the sectors, I think, that they, they lay out? I think out? he called it sectors. Yeah, yeah. there's like uh, Mr. Freeze and Firefly are at odds right next to each other. I have other. a feeling that they said that Mr. Freeze and Firefly are at odds over here, like mm. very kind of nondescript <laughs> because maybe they're not coming back and they're just like, yeah. they're over there fighting each other. So they'll kill each other and we couldn't bring those two back well they've had a couple big fire and ice fights haven't they they do like it doesn't make sense (laughs) anyway okay but you know overall though i'm not saying that uh gotham is ripping off the walk walking dead in fact far from it i think the fact that they're tapping into all these sort of post-apocalyptic tropes uh just shows that they really get what the story of no man's land is supposed to be and they're really embracing it and leaning into it and i love it i can't wait to see who the people the helpful people people outside the city who are going to jump in and help Jim. Yes. So uh, any, any thoughts on that Anne Marie, the, the Gotham dead, you know, my vast, vast knowledge of the walking dead ends (laughs) it knowing it's called the walking dead and took place in Atlanta. So we're going to move on to my point. Well, anything from the chat room real quick. Um, let's see. You're out of focus, but sorry, we kind of know that it's, we're having, you know, it's all technical stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, from here, we're okay. I think. <laughs> it's when we zoom in so you can actually see our faces. We're out of focus. We'll get, it, um, we'll get tightened up. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, Bobby says fire versus ice. Adora says, I enjoyed the exposition intro. I loved it too, Adora. Oh, um, and Joel says, it's a steamy situation, which I'm assuming is fire and ice. <laughs> uh, Bobby, they, yes, they did a good job of introducing us without necessarily hitting us over the head with expo. Truth. Definitely. But it brought up questions. And the thing is, you know, it being a flash forward, it's kind of it's kind of not exposition in that sense. It's more like, okay, here's where the characters are in six months. And now let's go ahead and back six months or in a a year. Three hundred and ninety (laughs) one versus eighty seven. I don't math. We know you don't math. (laughs) But I do, Matt. Okay, so Anne-Marie, go ahead. Okay, so the contrast between day 87 and day 391 was kind of ridiculous to me. So truth be told, when they did, so I saw the 391, I was like, hey, is that about how many days it's been since like the final episode of last season? I didn't do the maths on that, but I think it's probably pretty close. We're not maths people. We're not maths people. Um, but I totally missed the first watch th- or first time airing that it's a day 87. I knew we had obviously gone back from the mm-hmm. replay. I was like, oh, 87. <laughs> that makes so much sense now. Well, I, I didn't stay sort of looped into all of the uh, promos and stuff, too. But I think no. a lot of the promos had like day 74, day 69. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. So, so we should have watched those. Probably. Probably. But it's not like we're doing a podcast about it anymore no wait a second not at all <laughs> okay sorry to okay you. so things we learned in day 87 that prompt me lots like this is like a page long point sorry <laughs> uh there's still electricity in the streets the gcpd the sirens club and all that which is such a contrast to when we see um day 391 where there's mm-hmm. no lights except candles which i'm just curious where they got all the candles um so Something. So at some point they're turning off the electric. Mm -hmm. I don't know who probably the government's. You know, what kind of occurred to me, though, when the power was going off, one of those uh, those engines that Jeremiah built last season that eventually became the bombs. Wouldn't they come in handy at this point? They would. Too bad they blew them up. Yeah. But, you know, that's a little plot point floating out there might turn into something down the road. Oh, that's fun. I didn't think of that. Okay. 
somehow the sirens at 87 days are still stocked with food and drink and everyone else is struggling, which is interesting because while yes, it was a club. And so they probably already had some quantity on hand. I don't imagine they had three months worth of food on mm-hmm. hand. Like I wouldn't see them as being the type of people to go like round it up real quick. Yeah. I almost would have seen penguin do something like that first. So I was a little mm-hmm. surprised by that. Well, I'd imagine in the first couple months of the city going down that they would probably have a bit more leeway and power than they do uh, when we pick up with them now. Well, I'm sure, but I'm just uh, it's just interesting that no one else was able to get that, Mm -hmm. that not even Penguin or Scarecrow were able to get that amount of food and mm. stow it away somewhere. You know, speaking of Scarecrow, I just Y'all. real quick, I just want to say what an awesome job they're doing on his makeup. Like he yes. looks, he looks otherworldly. Yeah. And you know, it's just, I thought that, it was a mask. I, it, it is a mask. Oh, okay. it is a mask. I think it's just like glued on very well or something. I don't know if uh, Casa Kamosha is in the chat. They would Shalane know. Or Dean, they might know. They might know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks really good. It looks like there's pieces of the mask that are like attached to his jowls and stuff. So it moves more. It is oh. really neat. Okay. Really neat stuff. Uh, Ed being completely confused, which I think is hilarious. And I know you have more on that later, so I won't go too much. But I do think it's a little strange. We never saw Lee or Strange. After the way that we saw them Very at the strange. end of the last episode. I might have a theory coming up. Exactly. That so I'm going to walk away from that. Penguin just doing his thing. And I love that when Jim is giving the government an update, he says that the penguin is in the mayor's mansion as if that's weird. <laughs> he was the mayor. It was his home for mm-hmm. like a whole season. So you know, I thought of, that was strange. Speaking of, uh, wait, was that? Ed's house he got from Pee Wee Herman or uh, Penguin's house he got from Pee Wee Herman that Ed was in in the flash forward. I legit have no idea. There are so many. The one where he ate his stepsister. I I know what you're speaking of. Yeah. I just did not memorize (laughs) the um, sets. Fair enough. So fair enough. And, you know, they were lit by funny candles (laughs) and there was blood. So and then I have a big question. What exactly is the status of Wayne Manor? Mm-hmm. Because we only see Bruce and Alfred at the GCPD slash clinic, which is or I don't think it's even the GCPD. It looks like it's like a storage unit yeah. building that they've converted um, with an attached clinic. <laughs> which is, I don't understand. Um, like, is the manor still standing? This is the problem with the paper <laughs> and the Batcave. What's up with the Batcave and the old computer and all of that <laughs> stuff? Like, have Bruce and Alfred just been staying with everybody else for security? There's his everybody else's I don't know or have they been going back and forth it seems very unlikely that they're going back and forth we I, I've gotten some small subtle indications from various promos and things actors have said though that mm-hmm. they are going to be addressing more of the Batman mythos later this season just a little bit I'm sure just they will a little, be. maybe a little back cave or something in there. okay um over let's see in the chat let's see Bobby says that maybe Barbara has some sort of connection outside of town because that's quite a bit of food to have months later that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying I don't understand um and Dora says I think that speaks to the stereotype of women being caretakers and you know what I like it because I especially liked that they only took care of women and men had to buy their way in Mm-hmm. usually with information. Yeah, I, I loved that. I thought it was kind of a, like the whole pumpkin tying concept. Pumpkin tying. It's like, a, it's almost Bye-bye. like a reverse ladies night or something like that. Like, uh, get, no, the women always get in for free for that. Yeah, so. but the, the men have to, the men have to pay to get in, but they have to leave. I don't know. I don't know. It was a thought I didn't think was worth talking about on the show. And here we are talking about it. So, 
<laughs> Lovely. Okay, so day 391, which was far more interesting than day 87. Um, not that 87 wasn't interesting. <laughs> so Electric on Dark, we were talking about the candles. Ed seems to finally know who he is, though sometime over that year he's had a revelation. The Penguin does not seem to be mad at Jim for shooting him anymore, so progress there. Hip, hip. Um, okay, Harvey actually was my biggest question. So it was... Um, Apparently a point got completely deleted. Harvey was at the bar, which isn't normally a weird thing, but it seemed yeah, I mean, weird in this context mm -hmm. because he hasn't really been back at that bar for a while, yeah. you know, static, static <laughs> bar number two. Um, but he was there all by himself, surrounded by his candles, pouring one out for, I don't know who mm -hmm. picking up his gun, going to join the crew. Yeah. Is he not a part of the GCPD? Is he off on his own? Is You're talking just, in the flash forward? The flash forward at the very beginning. I thought that was a little bit weird because it seemed very much a day 87. Mm -hmm. Everybody was together all the time. And yeah. was it maybe at the flash forward that, um, yeah, um, they sort of all separated and came together for this one thing. Yeah. Well, I, I just got the impression that, you know, the Gotham was surrounded by walkers. I mean, people who have guns or something. I don't know. And that's, that's my next question. No, but it, it was just like, it, it felt like, okay, this is, I'm having my last shot of whiskey before. But he didn't take the shot. He didn't take the he shot. Take that the was shot. the part that actually really got me is he poured well, the shot and left it sitting there. I was going to say, did he become a, a recovered alcoholic? But I'm pretty sure him and Jim have drank together oh, no, within the past season. There's, so. there's no way. Yeah. Um, and then, like, we don't see the sirens or Bruce or Alfred in that whole scene either, which is a little funny. Mm -hmm. But then the big question I have, who are they fighting? <laughs> who are they fighting? Because that totally doesn't look like Jeremiah's gang with tanks. Mm -hmm. First of all, how did tanks get into Gotham? Well, I, they're coming into the city uh, like they're surrounding this wall around the city. So I was assuming the government. See, that was what I was assuming, too. But why are we shooting at them mm -hmm. when in day 87 we're begging them to come help us? Well, I, I will say that in the original No Man's Land story, and it has been a long time since I've read it, but mm -hmm. the government is definitely an adversary to them uh, uh not only do they you know shut them out and block them off from the world but it's sev several times they actually launch you know attacks mm -hmm. into the city to try and destroy it because they're like you know we have all these crazies trapped in here let's just get rid of them and call it a day okay that's fair yeah that's fair so yeah that's what it, that's that's my first point 27 <laughs> minutes later well luckily we've cut down on the points uh we we've cut down the points by two but we've increased the length of each point by three times so it's you're welcome anything new from the uh, chat room maybe? uh let's see joel says it's probably a casting budget issue why we haven't seen firefly freeze lee and all that mm -hmm. i'm not convinced on that but it's very possible I have a theory on Lee coming. Yeah, out. we have theories on, or he has theories on that. And Bobby says, of course, Bullock made the local bar his home. <laughs> Very Wait, nice. You, meant, you mean Siren by that point? Yes, I do mean Siren. Well, maybe. See, okay, so at the end where we don't see the sirens in the beginning, you know, one of the sirens kind of has been um, Cat also. Mm -hmm. And just based on promos, we know she will walk again. <laughs> um, so we don't see her either. So I'm going to go with that. Fair enough. Fair okay. enough. Okay, so your all turn. done. Tag, uh, you're we've it. addressed the chat room. We've addressed the chat room. I guess I should pick up my papers here. Um, what are we talking about again? Oh, yeah. Gotham. 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 And Gotham, that joke Gotham. is over now. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> okay, so I, my next point I've subtly titled, It's Evolution, Baby. Uh, now, uh, we, we see Ed here for the first time. 
since the last time. It's pretty awesome. First off, I just love his new hairstyle. Very much obviously modeled off of Jim Carrey in Batman Forever, like the long, bangy kind thing. of hair. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love that little reference there. there there's a lot of Schumacher, uh, Schumacher, Burton references in this show just in general. But, you know, back to Ed. Love his hair. Um, I just, you know, they set up this whole mystery with him. Why does the Riddler keep disappearing? And why can't he dial up Ed in the mirror for a quick chat uh, slash confrontation? Uh, ba- based on the last place we saw Ed, though, I, I have a little bit of a theory, in marie and I want right, to know what you it. think about this. Let me this. hear it. Okay, so when we last saw Ed, he was next to Lee on a slab in the lab of Hugo Strange. Yeah. Uh, so Strange really likes creating his monster mashups, uh, as he did back in Arkham when mm-hmm. the monsters took over Gotham City. And we were led to believe believe he'd be doing the same thing with the bodies because they were dead at that point, I think, of Ed and Lee. Correct. Uh, So my theory is that the Riddler is blacking out and uh, wandering around the ruins of Gotham and and it isn't Ed who's steering the ship. The Riddler is mad at Ed right now. It's not Ed who's doing it. It's Lee. I think Hugo Strange combined Lee and Ed into some sort of like amalgam to where uh, when he's awake, he's the Riddler. And when he's asleep, he becomes Lee or Lee takes over. Think about like Firestorm from uh, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, all that stuff with uh, Firestorm and Professor Stein, where there's the dude living in his head. OK, uh, kind of thing. I think that I might take your word for that. But I think that might be the same kind of situation that's <laughs> happening with Ed and Lee. Uh, could so, that explain his long hair? That could explain <laughs> his long hair. Maybe maybe it like split the difference because Ed had kind of really short hair, short hair, had long, hair. long hair. So he has mid- medium length hair. Now I like that. I mean, I'm just I'm <laughs> straws pulling. Yes, please. No, but it's just kind of cool because I think, uh, you know, this combination is sort of sort of like plays on that Jekyll and Hyde trope that Ed's character has always been all about. Right. You know, except, uh, you know, uh, when the bad guy goes to sleep, the good doctor wakes up sort of thing, yeah. kind of like a reverse of the Jekyll and Hyde. Thing. Yeah. So I'm loving it and uh, everything else. And I hope if nothing else, we'll get a few scenes somewhere in the future with Ed where, in a dress? where Head Lee is admonishing the Riddler for, I don't know, eviscerating someone's guts or something like that. Yeah. That'd be fine. Like just have Lee's head pop up here and be like, hey, Ed, don't do that. Yeah, that'd be nice. a lot of fun. Uh, OK, anything from the chat room? Oh, uh, let's see. Sean says, my understanding is that the attackers are mercenaries that are working with the army captain based Bane that are attacking the city as a whole. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. That could be um, interesting. Could, it, be, could also be spoilers. It could also, but hey, we don't know. Yeah. Joel says, I kept waiting for the surgery on Cat to involve an e- experimental procedure where she receives a heart of a large wild cat. <laughs> she, I don't think that happens, no. But everybody else seems to like your theory. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, and as far as Selena, I, I, have, I have some more comments about that coming up. I'm not exactly happy with the direction they're taking with her, but you know, we'll see what happens. Exactly. You never know what happens. Okay. Speaking of cats, rest in peace, Tabby cat, Tabby. Um, she was, what are you getting <laughs> Sorry, out I, of my shots? I was just peeking into your shot. No. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> she's never been really one of my favorite characters. 
at all. No, but like, I was thinking about it we last never night when her. we were watching. It was just like it's so random that she's still involved in the show from yes. being just like a minor character in season two. Like well, she had last she, a Galavan, you know? Right. I think she was supposed she was supposed to have a bigger role. Mm-hmm. And then I think that whole storyline took a twist. Yeah. And she survived it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of her relationship with Barbara that she survived it and then led to the relationship with Butch, which led to, you know, all of that. Yeah. So, um, you know, she's never been one of my favorite characters, um, but she'll be missed because of what she brought, like little bits that she brought to the mm-hmm. story. Um, you know, it's always, she, she taught Kat a lot of like how to use the whip, which is an important thing for Catwoman. Yeah. So she's, she served her purpose. And she, she also gave Barbara a lot, something to bounce off of. Aha. Yes. yes. Um, her beef with Penguin, however, I will not miss. It feels like it's been dragged out for way, 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 way too long. Um, <laughs> however, I'm really curious as to how Barbara is going to recover from the loss of her. Mm-hmm. Um, they sort of balanced each other. When one was going crazy, the other one pulled them back and vice versa. Um, they yeah. just, you know, if one was getting a little crazy and the other one was like, okay, see, we don't need to do this here. Mm-hmm. And, or they both were just beating up everybody and killing them all. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little worried about Babs actually going, I'm, yeah. Yeah, going yeah, up against Penguin because I don't think anyone has ever gone after him with a vengeance and won. No, 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 that's he's still around and kicking. Mm-hmm. He goes away and then he comes back because, you know, a cockroach is hard to kill. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they keep each other in check. But now who does she have to work with? Like Selena's mm-hmm. out at the moment. Um who else is going to help run the sirens? Because there's no way she can run this all on her own. And the, her her posse of the League of Feminist Assassins, the League of Feminist Assassins. Yeah. I'm going to take it. <laughs> um, not right, but I'm going to take it. Aren't going to run a club. Mm-hmm. They're there to do her bidding. They don't like it. I'm surprised they're still there, to be honest with yeah. you. They serve the claw. Um no, demon's head, not claw. <laughs> but, it, but it feels like it's it's like that the monkey's paw. Oh yeah, when like, it glows and uh, you wait for like a finger to go. Uh, <laughs> but like, who's she gonna team up with? Ivy is Ivy still on the show? I don't think we killed her mm-hmm. off, but I don't know who's playing her anymore. They hire a fourth actress. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. They hi- so. they hired uh, Abe Vigoda to play Ivy <laughs> in this season. I just so. would rather them bring back the OG, but that's not gonna happen. The OG Ivy, maybe yeah. they'll bring her back for like one little scene or something. Yeah, it'll be a flash. Like right at the end of the series they'll age her forward or age backwards. Her backwards again so doubtful yeah highly doubtful maybe we'll see all right you ready man okay yeah so uh okay so we mentioned before that uh we're following oh actually anything from the chat room real quick um adora says to stay out of my shot hold on let me put your shot back and holly says she thinks it's gonna be a draw between oswald and babs that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Okay. So format of the show, pretty much the same. There's one segment, a fan favorite that we had to cut that we had to cut because I mean, he's basically there. We used to do a uh, look at this Joker all the time. Look at this, this Joker. Joker. Look um, at this Joker. Look at this Joker. This is a section where we do the stuff and the thing and the junk. I don't remember don't do what I actually anymore. said. It's been two years. But yeah, we're not going to be doing that anymore because we've been looking at this Joker. We had a yeah. Joker. He died. We have another Joker. We yeah, know he's going to fall the into the Joker. juice. We know what oh, yeah. he looks like in makeup, without makeup. Uh, when he's pretending to be sane, when he's pretending not to be sane, when he's yeah. in a grave, out of a grave. We know it all. So we were thinking, what could we replace that segment with that would have sort of the same oomph and stain power and also the sort of research side it, stay out of my shot 
<laughs> um, but sort of the research side that look at this Joker had, as well as sort of the observational commentary on the episode side. So we have figured something out and we actually, we whipped up a little something special uh, just to special. announce it. So let's go ahead. Light the night. That's right. We're going to light the <laughs> night in our new uh, reoccurring for the next 12 week segment. We shine a light, a spotlight on pivotal steps on Bruce's path to the bat. So, Anne Marie, what are we shining a light on tonight? The bat signal. The duh. Bat signal. Yes, the bat signal wasn't this. The episode, bat signal. Pretty much. And the best part about that, um, I was going to put it in here, but I didn't, is that Jim was in the trench mm -hmm. and Bruce was in his proto Batman costume. Oh, yeah. He was in his outfit that Lucius had made him. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very. Well, there were a lot of bat centric contributions by Lucas in this or Lucius, 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 uh, Lucius's cousin. Uh, no, but there were a lot of bat centric contributions by him, including the night goggles, yes. which I really love because uh, just to, if nothing else, very bat like uh, he got blinded by the light. Blinded, blinded by, by the, the light. light, the light. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, no, but uh, he, he got blinded by the light very much like a bat would. Maybe. Ooh. Well, I guess, no, they see with sonar. Maybe. I, I don't know how bats work. I don't science. We don't math and we don't science. Yes, we do. Uh, but no, that was a very cool scene uh, when they were on top of the GCPD with the mm. thing. And there were so many references to the pilot in this episode, specifically uh, out of darkness. There will be light. You know, this line. There I, will be light. The line I delivered in the fan trailer. There I know that's all box. I could see was like you talking to a monkey on the stairs. <laughs> yeah, but there was. There a, will be light, little monkey. There will be light. There was that reference to it. And then I, I forget who said something that was sort of like the inverse of it. And Jim was kind of like, yeah, basically, I guess. Or like there's the Scarecrow said it. He was like. In darkness, there is only fear or something like that. Fear it, lives in the darkness. Yeah, fear lives in the darkness. And it was kind of like the flip flop of Jim's line from the pilot and uh, early on in this episode. Got it. No, but very cool moment. And it definitely uh, started a plot trend in this episode of Jim becoming very accepting of Bruce as yes. a vigilante. Yes, I loved that. And the fact that he told him that anytime that Bruce wanted to fight, he was welcome. Yeah. I was like, man, that's a far cry from every other time that yeah. they've. Like in the first handful of episodes, Jim has this like three minute long monologue about how he hates vigilantes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then this episode, he's like, you know what? That's cool. That's cool. You know, That's you cool. do you. You do you, Bruce. <laughs> you do you, Bruce. You do so, you. So I, I guess that does it for our first official Light the Night segment. Light the Night. Light the Night. There might be music here on the stream. There might not. Light the night. We'll be back next week with more Light the Night. We don't have a web page like we used to for Yes, it. there's no like Light the Night thing. Yeah, but uh, so it, also something else we don't have. Normally, at this part of the show, <laughs> we'd be doing a Patreon ad read. We don't have what's going on in the chat room. Joel, Legends of Gotham. We don't math. We don't science. We just bat and look at that Joker. Yes, indeed. Look at that Joker. Okay. Uh, normally we would have our Patreon ad read here. We're not doing the Patreon anymore. Uh, some people still contribute, which rumor, is awesome. Yeah, I was like, rumor has it there's still some Because if nothing else, it's been covering uh, our web hosting, hosting costs for the archiving. Yes. Uh, but we're not going to be doing that anymore. Instead, we figured we'd advertise to you a new project we've been working on with a lot of friend, friends of the show. So we're going to yes. go ahead and run the trailer 
No. no. In this crazy mixed up world, you need fake news you can depend on. Fake on. Count on. Laugh at. When news is breaking, it's probably the fakest. <laughs> it's probably the fakest that's breaking it. That's me. I'm Paul Defoe. We've got a commercial, Paul. Breaking the fake news for real. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, this is the fakest. Only one podcast is on it. On the scene, making up, breaking the fake news for real. With more reporters covering more fake stories. Coming June 18th to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and Voice Facts. I can also email you the transcript if you want. Check us out at thefakest.com and subscribe in Apple Podcasts for a new thrilling episode every two weeks. Pretty timely. The Fakest. We fake it when we make it. And that is the fakest covering the fake news for, for real. It's a, I, 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 I'm, I've been calling it a sketch dramedy plot podcast or a sketch comedy, comedy. podcast with a plot. Yes. Uh, there's, there's ongoing characters, you know, the whole news team, their whole family, they get into all sorts of mission misadventures. And Mischief. more importantly, uh, you know, you have me as the lead anchor, Paul Defoe. Truth. Anne-Marie plays Ella Fitzpatrick and, and other And many other voices. bit parts that need filled in. And then we have a lot of other familiar faces to you, like Derek voices. and John, or voices, uh, like Derek and John from the Gotham TV po- podcast, Rebecca and Morgan from Supergirl Radio, a longtime voicemail uh, caller and person in the chat room right now, Bobby Hawk, Woo! and us, of course. Uh, uh, Casa Commotion, too, if uh, you know the fabulous gotham cosplayers they're in it too but it's awesome it's great you should check it out if you like our stuff uh we're going to be starting up season two in just a couple months check it out at the fakest.com check it out check it out anything uh new from the chat room since we've been advertising amory no we're good no we're good well i was gonna take a drink now i have to like okay fine uh adora says jim was saying that bruce is welcome was so cool and bobby agreed Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for agreeing, guys. Okay, so here we go. Okay. Time for one of my patented Nostradamus level theories about Gotham. <sighs> I think I know who shot down the chopper I supplies. Think I do too. Okay, so Bruce's billions come in handy uh, to smuggle supplies into no man's land, but a well timed rocket launcher brings the clever plan to a violent halt as we see. You know, about three quarters of the way through the episode. So who shot down the rocket? Uh, To answer that, I think first we have to ask who would have access to the information uh, that the supplies were en route to Gotham? Because, I mean, that was sort of like a very privileged few. I think it was just Bruce and Jim, wasn't it? I thought it was. Yeah. And well, Alfred, because Alfred called and made the arrangement. Yeah. Alfred called and made the arrangement. So really, Bruce did nothing but fund (laughs) the adventure. So we, uh, we don't really know who, who could have known about this, but since Bruce arranged the drops with his billions and billions (laughs) of dollars, um, odds are somebody with access to the Wayne, uh, enterprises industries. I forget what they call it on this show. It's been a while. Uh, but a while. To, to his computer systems would only someone with access to his computer systems would be uh, able to sniff out the, the, the shipment. So I started thinking, you know, who do we know on Gotham who would have access to Wayne's computers? Mm-hmm. Okay. So first suspect, obviously Lucius, but I severely doubt it was him because he's just awesome. Uh, next is Tabitha maybe because didn't uh, her and Theo Galavan get control of uh, Wayne, the Wayne company back in season two briefly. Um, maybe, were, but she was most definitely not focused on this type of thing. Yeah. But I mean, she, she was looking for a way to 
get back at Penguin, having a uh, helicopter full of supplies crash down. But you know, was- Penguin's going to be there immediately. And then she can and then she'll. She, he'll be ready or she'll be ready for him when he gets there kind of thing. Yeah, I don't buy that one. You don't buy that one? Nope. Yeah, it's a little weak, too. Yeah. Uh, the, the only reason I really even suggested is it just seemed like she completely came out of nowhere in that scene where they're dealing with no, the helicopter. No, she didn't. She Like, where did she go? What do you mean? She, her and Barbara were sitting there, ar- were arguing in the office, and she was like, is that a helicopter? And you then, know what? I missed that on the second watch through. Uh, thank you. Thank you for... Uh, I love when you're wrong and I'm right. I love when I'm wrong. I love being corrected. Like it's one of my favorite things in the world. Okay. So obviously the first two options are a bunch of BS. Uh, Jada made it. Okay. Uh, So my bet, my money is on Jeremiah. Uh, So uh, Jeremiah, uh, he had deep access to the Wayne company back when he was working on the batteries with Bruce. Uh, You know, he had the trust of the guard when he came in there uh, Mm -hmm. later on after his transformation. And, uh, you know, uh, I I think it's pretty likely that it's him because a rocket launcher really just seems like Jeremiah's style. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we've had Penguin use a rocket launcher (laughs) before, too. When he killed Gallivan. Was it him? Or maybe no, it, was, it Butch. was Butch. Oh, it was Butch. And unfortunately, Butch is no longer <laughs> with us. But yeah, I think uh, the most likely suspect is Jeremiah. He probably saw saw the information and he really wasn't liking them trying to rebuild the city since his mission is to rebuild the city. So he just shot it down just to cause more chaos. Well, because he wants to, he wants to in order to rebuild something, you have to knock it down to nothing. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, we know, even though he hasn't been seen, he's active in the city because of Echo's appearance in this episode. Which comes shortly after this. Yes, definitely. Yes. Okay, so overall, I'm pretty sure it was Jeremiah. I, I would love to hear opinions in the chat. Roman Marie, anything from the chat? Not about that. Not about that? Nope. So we're going to move on to my point. Fair enough. Who the heck are the allies across the river? <laughs> Who are these allies? So, okay, so I decided to go and dig a little. Um, what What is across the river from Gotham? Have we ever discussed that? Of well, in sort? Batman v Superman, it was Metropolis. Oh, look, there's my notes. It's Metropolis. <laughs> because according to this map on Gizmodo or something or enough, where they have them placed, it was a map that was made for like the 80s and 90s comics or something. Uh-huh. I was like, that could work. That's not really across the river, but, you know, using that as a jumping off point, Mm -hmm. I could see that working. And (coughs) so it's totally possible that the voice came from Metropolis. And yes, this is me pulling at straws. And yes, I put that in the notes because I have no idea. But the most concerning part that about this entire thing is that the only person to hear this message was Echo. Mm hmm. And I have to wonder, why is no one manning this radio at all times? You could sit Mm -hmm. one of the refugees there with a pencil (laughs) and paper just to man it. Well, it feels like there might be a couple other issues that people. There's a few other issues in the whole situation. I kind of got the sense, too, from some lines from Harvey and uh, some other characters in this episode that everyone else has pretty much just given up hope on any government intervention whatsoever. Well, this isn't government intervention. This is the people across the river. But I think they were. They think that only. They were, they were using the radio, remember, because he calls yes. the government guy and he hands up on him. Yes, I Or do. he just doesn't respond. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell us we're on our own. <laughs> cricket, cricket, cricket. But it, as far as who that might be, my thought 
was that um, we do know, and I, I think it was mentioned in the chat room too, that Bane is coming in later True. on this season. And we know in some versions of the story, he has ties to Ra- Ra's al Ghul and his people. Mm-hmm. In other versions, he's, you know, a military guy from, I, I believe, Mexico. I could be wrong on that. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, please. <laughs> but, you know, so I was thinking, you know, maybe it's, someone untoward like those people we see in the flash forward at the beginning of the episode mm. who were trying to lull them into a false sense of security so they can come in and take over the city. Interesting. That was my thought. Interesting. That woman was a little too friendly for my taste. That woman? The woman on she the She was radio. a little too friendly? Yeah. Who do you think she would be if she was in Metropolis? If she was in Metropolis, um, Maggie Sawyer, yeah. uh, the head of the SCU. Uh, Interesting. Trying to think of who else. Um, there's not really a Metropolis Oracle type person. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Interesting. 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 But I do feel like if, you know, Metropolis was across the street, shouldn't, um, you know, Superman, Superman? be involved? Well, in the original story, Superman, I think, shows up once or twice. But Batman's kind of told him, no, don't worry, I got this. Like, this is my city. I'll deal got with it. But it. we don't have Batman yet. Yeah, we, we don't have Batman Yet. yet he might be coming up i hear that's true <laughs> anything else in the chat room uh let's see metropolis crossover would be something best for gotham season six huh uh joel says um what was up with penguins like brace he was able he wait was he able to just walk normal for 20 minutes before he got shot again the answer is yes yes and that that's was exactly beautiful, beautiful. That was, oh, There was was a lot of irony with Penguin in this episode. There was that moment where he finally gets his limp fixed and then Jim shoots him in the leg. It was a beautiful moment. And there was also sort of like a a more positive irony when Tavi was trying to shoot him and he lived because he makes a defective product. Yes. It was pretty beautiful. It was quite beautiful. Delicious irony. Mm. Overcooked. (laughs) Nice. Oh, I also really loved how Penguin is really embracing that gluttonous side of him. Back in the first season, we had this theory that because every time oh. Penguin killed somebody, he put on he their clothes, some, he, he put on their clothes and ate something. I think that they like he ate someone's sandwich or something. Oh, like the that. tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. And we were like, he's either going to like layer on the clothes and gain weight. And that's how he'll, he'll eventually become the penguin. In this episode, uh, we, we see him very much sort of leaning into I am the haves. They are the have nots. I'm going to enjoy what I have, which is. Very close to the characterization of the character in the original No Man's Land comics. Good to know. I think that's actually where the the, the sort of characterization of him being sort of like a, a facilitator to professional criminals in the mob. Mm. You know, sort of like the go-to uh, legit businessman that Got everyone it. goes to for stuff. Uh-huh. I think that's where that concept came from was okay. the original No Man's Land comics. Neat. Neat? Neat. What's Neat? next? What's next? I don't know. What are we talking about? Once upon a time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Once upon flashback, a time. Flashback. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Seizure. So, so, uh, you know, there was a bit of a story beat dropped in this episode that I think is going to bear some fruit down the line. Uh, I, I, I titled this point Fish Mooney Witch um because I'm fish mooney bitch there was that there was that creepy ass nurse who kept popping so her head creepy. around the corner you need the wi- hold on let me get close you need the witch you know i and told you you needed the witch 
She was creepy. I uh, also the actress is on Twitter. She followed us today. Hi, Hi. Um, <laughs> I retweeted her. Nice, nice. But uh, you know, so obviously uh, this whole witch thing is going to be a big part of the Selena story, at least for this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, much like my other point, this is a bit of a who done it, who is it? I, I jotted down some ideas of who the witch might be. Uh, first who up, as you can tell from the title. Fish, Fish Mooney. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so she's. I don't think they'll get Jada though. For one, she's a big first season character who, who, well, technically dead twice. Has already died. Uh, she's died twice, and dying even twice in Gotham doesn't mean that you aren't coming back at some point. Sure. Uh, you know, so I think it would be a really cool way to bring her back for one more little. Boom. Uh, you know, there at the end of the series, since she was such an important part of the first season. Mm-hmm. But it, a, another bit of evidence towards this is that Fish Mooney had those crazy uh, mind controlly powers when we last saw her. So perhaps, you know, getting healed, maybe she went back to Professor Strange or something. And How so would she go back to him if she was dead. Uh, maybe he went and retrieved <laughs> her body and uh, and they did something and added healing into the mix as well. Okay. Uh, so maybe that's how she could be there for Selena. Okay. Um, okay. Next up is a character from DC Comics called Zatanna. Uh, she is a stage magician, 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 mm-hmm. a stage magician mm-hmm. with actual powers. Uh, she casts but. Cast spells basically by saying things in reverse. And she's also often associated with Batman and Gotham City and that whole scene in the comics. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, this stage magician, uh, magician. Magician. I'm the one (laughs) drinking. (laughs) I know. I know. It's rubbing off. It's contagious. Uh, But, you know, she might be the one to jump in and help Selena out. Maybe bust out a a Neelis Claw spell for Selena, which is uh, Selena walk backwards, which also has the word claw in it, which maybe lets credence to my theory. Okay, uh, next up, I was thinking... You know, Raish is out of the picture for now. He's well, we killed him twice. He's too. dead. Um, but, uh, you know, so I was thinking maybe uh, Raish's daughter, Talia Al Ghul, mm. could be the witch that would help heal Selena. Much like we saw last season when Bruce killed Alfred and he healed Alfred with the Lazarus water. Interesting. Maybe Talia Al Ghul could bring some Lazarus water over for Selena uh, to help cure her of her paralysis that could be something i thought you saw something in the chat i did i was letting you finish your points and then i was (laughs) going to go through what they thought okay that's fair okay well i have two more candidates i know okay so next up is lee uh one we haven't seen her yet so she has to be somewhere she's a series regular and she's married to the main star so she kind of there is that (laughs) (laughs) um uh now, while she's known for uh, working magic in medical situations, Lee Tompkins isn't exactly a real witch. But again, like I mentioned earlier, last time we saw her, she was on the table of Hugo Strange. Mm. And, you know, he could just could add do about anything in there. So, you know, maybe he gave her some sort of like mystical healing power that makes her appear to be a witch to a creepy ass nurse. Perhaps. You know, never know. Perhaps. And last but not least, his name has already been mentioned several times, but maybe the witch is Hugo Strange because, you know, uh, what's the quote here? Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Mm-hmm. And to this creepy ass nurse, it's very possible that. No, no, no. Know, to this creepy ass nurse who is constantly popping her head around corners. Who is you constantly have to do the her- whole thing. <laughs> you need the witch. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> the witch. 
<laughs> but, you know, uh, to her, you know, the kind of things that Hugo Strange can do would definitely appear to be magic. So a lot of witch candidates out there, which witch will be the bitch? We'll find out. <laughs> um, let's see. From the chat Jada room. Jada made it okay. Jada did make it okay. Love her. Uh, Bobby says, please no fish. Peach Fuzz. Hello. Welcome, Peach Fuzz. Says, maybe Lee. Sean says, maybe the witch is poison ivy. Bobby also thinks Talia and Joel just thinks your osmosis drunk. I, I might be osmosis drunk. Everyone <laughs> might be. Uh, one thing, one last thing I wanted to say on that is that this plot, I think, is definitely one to watch here because it's going to mean a lot for Bruce and Selena moving forward. Bruce is out off on a mission to find the switch. Selena needs the switch to become Catwoman. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to learn more about this, where this is going, even though it seems like they're going to be leaning into the whole mystical zombie Catwoman side of things. Like we saw in Batman returns and the Halle Berry Catwoman movie, which I've never been a big fan of, but if I trust anyone to do it justice, it's probably got, them. Ha ha Gotham. Ha ha Gotham. All right, Emory. So you have a uh, one point. One to last point. Wrap us up here. So I have some questions. Shocking, I know. <laughs> about the little kid who just shows up needing to see Jim Gordon. What are you doing? Checking your teeth? Sorry, I accidentally peeked Leaned into, into your my shot, shot there. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry for audio listeners who are like, shot, what are you talking about? We we do this live on video as well. Sorry. Can I get back to my point now? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. So this little kid who shows up and like all but passes out as soon as he meets Jim Gordon, which completely was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's like, oh, he must have made it through multiple sectors. And I'm like, first of all, if he's just a little kid walking down the street, I don't even think most of these big guys are going to mess with him because he's a little kid walking down the street. I don't know. It is Gotham. It is Gotham. So who knows? But... I feel like it's a setup or a trap. A setup or a trap. Oh, yeah. From definitely. Jeremiah. From Jeremiah, you think? I think it's from Jeremiah. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Um, I feel like, <coughs> uh, let's see, as the GCPD is prone to do, it seems like all of the officers um, that they have left are going to go after this hunch to like save his family because they're killing them. Um, and no one is going to stay back and protect home base and the refugees. And something bad is about to go down for show. Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, it's Gotham. If something bad didn't go down. It's not but, a good episode. You know, one theory I saw sort of posited online about this kid mm-hmm. is wasn't there, you know, that little montage they did at the end of last season where they were like, these are all the new monsters. You'll meet in no man's land next season. I don't even remember that. There, there, there was, a little kid. Yeah, there was one where it was like this. I, I, and I, I think I might have seen uh, a reference to the name Mother, uh, uh, but there was this this creepy lady walking up on this kid and tapping him on the shoulder or something like that. So that felt like maybe it could have been an orphanage. So maybe this kid is from that woman or from the orphanage. Well, you did say his brothers and sisters. And yeah. It indicated there was quite a few of them. <laughs> Which leads credence to your theory that it might be uh, a setup, a trap. Oh, completely. Definitely. Definitely. It's a total trap. What do people in the chat room think? They don't think anything. They don't think anything? No. Come on, people. Come on, people. It's easy to think. All you got to do is have a drink. Like Anne Marie. <laughs> okay, so um, I think that about does it. Is there anything else here? No, but I think we could um, skip that one. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so uh, we have reached the end of our discussion points. We did mention we have. Thank con- you, come again. We have uh, whittled <laughs> them down a little bit just to keep us from 
uh, having it's to go to bed past 1 a.m. Uh, so, but we did always end the show with a bit of quibbles and bits. We used to put those in the dock uh, because you couldn't see our notebooks anyway. Now you can. So uh, we're going to just pick up our notebooks where we took all our notes for the show. If you can see it there. Legit what I just told you, you could skip. And uh, we're, we're going to just read a couple things out here. <laughs> just the opposite here. of what I said. Okay. Um, I've talked about all of that. Talked about all of that. Oh, Mr. Penn. It was nice to see him back. Lots of tension between Tabs and Babs up front, which made it very unfortunate that they uh, that she died yeah. before they got to resolve that. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, don't make me kill you. Not like this. I, I thought that the limp fix on on Penguin was due to Robin, the actor, complaining about having to limp all the time. But then they reversed it right at the end anyway, so it didn't even matter. Why didn't the chopper land at the GCPD? Why didn't it? Why didn't it? <laughs> uh, the ha 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 on the map from mm-hmm. Echo. Let's see here. And mm. I, oh, I, I wrote down at one point, Pengi v. Babs, Dawn of Bloodshed. Uh, that could be fun. Somewhere in the future. Okay, so I think I think uh, we're going to work on the quibbles and bits. I think putting them in Do the dock was a good idea. No, I think it was fine. I'm just okay. continue on. So uh, that concludes our discussion. And as always, uh, we're going to ask you guys in the chat room. I'm going to ask Anne-Marie here and you guys listening at home what you think of the episode via represent how you feel about the episode via mm-hmm. the arbitrary scale. Now, Anne-Marie. Yes. Out of 3,000 defective penguin bullets with one overcooked steak, how many pe- defective penguin bullets with one overcooked steak do you give it? And you have to sub- say that entire line. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it 2,561 defective penguin bullets and one third of an overcooked steak. Why? Uh, because we were still missing some of our favorite characters. There was, there's, I mean, there's lots, there's lots to come, (laughs) obviously. So I can't wait to see what all is going to go on. And only one third of the overcooked steak because it didn't look overcooked. And I think he's just crazy. He's just too picky. He is too too picky. picky. There's so much to come. Anyone uh, voting in the chat room yet? Okay. uh, As for me, I am going to give it... No, I'm going to give it 2,800 uh, defective penguin bullets with one overcooked steak. Okay. Uh, really solid episode right out of the gate. They There was a lot of information they had to get to us, mm-hmm. and they did a really, really good job mm-hmm. uh, sort of giving that to us quickly and then getting into a real meaty story right up front. Uh, there's also, you know, it's one of my favorite uh, storylines from the comics and the fact that Bruce is going to be Batman soon. I mean, I'm just, I'm freaking out every day, man. I can't I'm wait. I'm freaking for the next out, episode. man. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Okay. Anything else from the, uh, uh Sean says 3000 unusual bullets, which is interesting because we were not talking about unusual bullets. We were talking about defective, defective bullets. bullets. You'll learn. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Joel has 2,500 defective bullets and one overcooked steak. Bobby says 2,900 bullets and half an overcooked steak. Well, Bobby actually gave it more than I did. I know. That doesn't happen often. (laughs) Very nice. Okay, so uh, five undercooked steaks, uncooked steaks. See, Sean, now I just don't even know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Hard to say. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. We're caught in the chat room. We're caught in the chat room. But that does it for this week. Uh, We're going to be talking more next week. But now 
On to the news. News. One story. We are not going to be doing the news segment anymore. Uh, <laughs> we are trying to trim down the episode a little bit. Plus, it's the last season. So really, who cares about the news anyway? All it's going to be is spoilers and all that kind of stupid stuff. So no more news. We wanted to do the news one last time uh, just for funsies. And Peach Fuzz gives it 2,500 bullets and one properly cooked medium rare steak. And I approve of that steak. And I would like one right now nice very nice okay so let's see here let me get what my... you're doing over there i have so much stuff on the desk you here. had so much less so more space out. okay so okay, questions so... and feedback while yes. bill tries to load up 600 things questions on his... and feedback as always uh when you get done watching the episode you don't have to run like you used to no you but... have a few days take your time do a few drafts i would still still suggest a healthy jaunt over to your computer or device you can email us legends of gotham at gmail.com the voicemail number is 424-274-2352 our twitter's at legends of gotham if you haven't went and refollowed it Go ahead Please and do, go that. do that. We got we there was there was a switcheroo that happened. Yeah, there so. was a switcheroo with uh, another project, and so just go back and follow Legends of Gotham again uh, to catch our live tweets. And the Facebook is slash Legends of Gotham. Okay, as always, uh, we're going to start off with some voicemails. And who's our first voicemail? Emory? Bobby Hawk. Bobby Hawk, take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Marie hey. and fellow Gothamites. It's Bobby here. Long time no here. It's, it's been <laughs> quite a while. Um, first of all, let me just say, I don't know if to any of you like former listeners, this would be no surprise, but I was never the biggest fan of Gotham specifically in its first few seasons. Um, the, you know, while I felt it could be either hit or miss, the hits were great, but, but I felt the hits were few and far between with elements like fish Mooney and whatnot. It just got to be a bit too hammy. Although this is, that is what this show kind of is built for. It did find its footing later, but, uh, you know, and so I just, once Bill and Marie decided to hang up the cows, I never really, you know, I lost interest in the show. I never really kept up with it. We never really hunt up our cows. I mean, I wear mine to bed every night. I'd read up on news and, and you know, kind of kept up with the story of it, but never watched the show again. Um, maybe an episode or two here or there. Um, that being said, once Bill and Anne-Marie decided to, uh, you know, come back for the final season, I wanted to catch up and really see where this was all. Uh, what, what am I saying? Where, you know. I wanted to catch up if I was going to be invested in the podcast. And let me say, I was not uh, disappointed whatsoever. Specifically, you know, like I said, the, the as it went on, it really found its footing. Um, you know, it's still got that hamminess, but it's, it's got that edge. And um, wow, even with this being the last season, the, this first episode held nothing back. Uh, they do an excellent job of uh, exposition with Jim Gordon at the radio, kind of setting up what we're what we're going into with this whole no man's land thing. I loved the uh, cold open, the day three ninety one thing, like all of them working together towards, I guess, what's that mutants down on the ground or something? Maybe I'm not sure. <laughs> I couldn't really make that out. When, when I oh, that's true. It could be. Uh... From Dark Knight Returns, there's the whole mutant gang. Oh. Maybe that's the people outside the wall. Good, good call, Bobby. More explaining why I don't get it. Referring to like the Dark Knight story. Um, but anyway, the uh, you know, 
the DCPD working with the criminals, uh, Ed, you know, being as cool as he is, even though, as we see him in this episode, is even more Jekyll and Hyde than he ever has been. <laughs> like, you know, a year, you know, I guess a year ago from that front thing. I'm, I'm being all over the place here. But, you know, one thing I forgot about Bobby's voicemails. They're long. It's also a lot of times it's like half of my my notes from the oh, episode yeah. condensed. It's always like completely. They read each other's minds. We do. It's a we little do. scary. It's cool, though. We like it. I'm sorry. I'm, this was a great episode. Um, you know, Ed's trying to solve the riddle of like, you know, Edward, Ed, you know, what's going on here. And so he's like trying to solve his own riddle. That was pretty cool. Um, and. Penguin coming into his own, finally fixing his leg and only to have Jim Gordon take it out again. Um, the Scarecrow was like probably one of my favorite things of this episode. Mm -hmm. I've the design of him and, and everything about the Scarecrow at this point. My girlfriend was in the room with me. She was like, oh, my God, that's just nightmare fodder. <laughs> um, the whole crow things, you know, is like his his minion to whatever. Loved every bit of that. Um, what else am I going for here? Tabitha. I did not realize that they were going to take out Tabitha so soon so quick mm -hmm. um will she stay dead not sure probably i think so at this yeah. point to be honest with you um lee we i was a, really i was a, i actually thought that seemed more like the actress had found a new project or something like that so she wanted to get done early or maybe maybe you know a lot of times with final seasons too it's just a matter of killing you, everybody off yeah killing everybody off or having everyone exit the stage a little bit like uh if you, you've ever watched the uh the documentary on the last season of breaking bad there's nope. there's a whole section on that about how it was this guy's last day it was the next person's last day oh yeah on down the line least what's going on there we do know at the end of last season or whatever there whatever we got that tease of like uh hugo having lee enigma and we see enigma now going through whatever he's going through so what exactly is going on with lee i know we've seen previews of her acting more or less normal being a doctor again so i like to see where that's you know where that's going to go selena such a heartbreaking story there can't wait to see where that goes i mean just everything about this um you know how are they all going to be working together after what penguin after what jim did to penguin um <laughs> then of course uh harley is that even harley i don't know i've heard news that that Echo. is isn't harley their version of harley whatever Echo. Echo. when she shows up at the gcpd and draws the whole jeremiah thing on the map you know even though we haven't seen jeremiah this episode we know he's back now it is pretty obvious that they're trying their echo is supposed to be a proto harley at the very least yeah and then who is this witch character that they keep? Uh, exactly. Uh, so, so much. Who is to, the witch? So much to <laughs> think about. And uh, OK, I mean, I'm all over the place and I'm I know this is a long winded voicemail at this point. So I just got to get to the I've probably missed most of what I want to say, but I've touched on most of what I anyway. <laughs> I love Bobby. He just gets so excited, so excited. Ratings. OK, um, <laughs> out of 1,347 rounds of ammo, um, I'm going to say maybe nice. only 30 of them misfired. You know, so, <laughs> so that's so just what, 1,317? Yeah, Is that's that better than penguins. Good math in my head. I'm not sure. Okay, so out of 1,347 rounds of ammo, <laughs> I give it 1,317. Such a great. Uh, lead up into what you know what to expect in the in the last season and uh, even though it's the last season now and now i'm so invested in it i can't wait to see what they have you know coming 
this makes me so happy, Bobby. Definitely. Thank you very much, Bobby. By the way, uh, while Bobby was talking, I pulled out this wonderful birthday present uh, he picked up for me last year. Thank you very much, Bobby. I still haven't found a good place to hang it yet. I will. It's because he hasn't bought a frame for it yet. Uh, Next up, we have a voicemail from Rebecca. Take it away, Rebecca. Rebecca! What's up, Legends of God? What's up? Johnson and I just have some thoughts about the season five premiere titled Legend the Dark Knight Arrow. I love the opening sequence for this week because by only using images and music, it trusted me as the viewer to figure out what going on. Opening up the season like that was an immersive way to get me back into the show. And the sequence is a puzzling one because it starts off from the future and it shows us an alliance that hasn't formed yet. So I'm excited Mm. to see how we get there. I thought the premiere was also really bold in its storytelling. They didn't save a big death for the finale. They killed Tabby right away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always figured that she wouldn't make it, but I wasn't expecting her demise so soon. Her death is a useful device to set up the heated dynamic between Oswald and Stabby Babs. So (laughs) I'm now on the edge of my seat with those two. The only thing I didn't like about this premiere was the overuse of the word refugee. Would it wasn't it uh, stabby tabs this week though? Yeah, it's yeah. Okay, stabby yeah. tabs. Jim, a bunch of refugees are here. Really, Harv? What are we gonna do with all these refugees? Hey, what are we gonna do with all these refugees? <laughs> That's what it sounded like in my head while I was watching the show. <laughs> I get it; they're trying to make a political statement, mm-hmm. but did they have to use it like three times? Supergirl on the CW does that nonsense all the time, and I'm just so over uh-huh. it. Yeah, Supergirl. Uh, Rebecca hosts Supergirl Radio, by the way, and yeah, Supergirl is very much known for being very over the top with some of their references, for sure. Because being a blogger is easy. Gotham was my DC show that just told Batman universe stories, and I liked having, pun intended, refuge from the political <laughs> agendas. So I'm really disappointed that Gotham went there. I, I will say that, you know, I was it last season or the season before when Penguin became mayor, they, they, they did a lot of that stuff, too. But it was a bit more subtle. They, they, they tried to draw some parallels between Trump and Oswald Cobblepot Penguin. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. A bit like it was make Gotham great again and all that stuff. But oh, that's because it was during the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that was a bit hit you over the head with it, too, which, you know, some people like Rebecca might not like. But that's a minor but. criticism for an otherwise solid premiere that set up story. And I'm just curious to see where it all goes from here. So glad the show and your podcast are back. Thank you. Well, I thank you, Rebecca. It's always wonderful to hear your voice both here. Uh, and on the fakest. And on the fakest. She's one of the main. Uh, she's she probably is. the secondary character. Uh, probably will be the main character by the time we're done with it. Okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, Andy. Uh, go ahead and take it away, Andy. What up, Legends of Gotham people? Eddie B from the Flash Podcast. Welcome hey. back, Mr. Y'all. Best announcement of the, of the year that you were <laughs> that you guys were coming back. So I'm, I'm glad to have you guys along with the final season of Gotham. So because it was, I'm not gonna lie, it was empty without without y'all last season. So Thank you. welcome back. Glad you guys are back. So this season premiere, I mean. From other previous seasons that has had their final, you know, their final season premieres, this was definitely one of my favorites. It opened big, it felt big. I felt the stakes were high more than ever, and it feels like it, it feels like it's a, you know, you can feel, t- t- tell that this 
story is coming to an end soon. But yeah, we're just at the yeah. beginning. So <laughs> I, of course, I mean, the biggest thing for me was that it's Tabitha's death, which I, I didn't think was going to happen. You know, I thought she was always going to die, but I didn't know it was going to happen this soon in the season. So, I mean, who knows who else, who else might die? Um, I thought, I'm I, calling Bruce. The aspect of the episode was definitely <laughs> Bruce and Gordon, you know, their respective fights, you know, because you know, we're seeing Bruce now finally becoming, you know, he's growing up, he's becoming bigger and so on. He's becoming more heroic. And Gordon, you know, he's becoming the Gordon we all know and love. We just need a mustache. Just saying, Ben McKenzie, <laughs> just saying. And, you know, all these mysteries that are around the city of Seoul, you know, with Nigma and all that, it's just, it's just so delicious to watch. So it was, again, one of my favorite seasons. I mean, you know, not to plug to all the other DC TV shows, but like this has, has been, like Gotham is is f- following all their DC TV shows with great season premieres. So it, mm-hmm. it's great to have you know this awesome season for all of these TV shows. Um, but but yeah, I'm excited to see where where the story is going, and of course, of course I'm sad that the show's coming to an end. But hey, we get to end on a hundred episodes, you know, with a like this show gets to go out on its own terms, not mm-hmm. by Fox's terms or anything like that, and so on. So I'm I'm happy, I'm really happy about it, and I'm happy you guys are back. So I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about the season premiere and the whole season I will definitely be tuning in as much as I can live when you guys are doing it so Yay. all the best love you all welcome back so happy you're back you're my fave take care bye bye thank you thank very you, much Andy, Andy. and uh, as always you know uh, once Gotham's done we're actually going to be done this time because but, there will be no more Gotham to talk about yeah but Andy and all all of his great people over there dctvpodcast.com they talk about everything every show everything every show, including one, one of my recent favorites Titans on the DC Universe uh, I love that you look that. at me as if I've watched it <laughs> Uh, or that you've mentioned it to me. I was recommending it to you. Oh, I'm sorry. There's too many great British Bake Off yeah. championships. Uh, we have one more voicemail here from Joel, Joel from Portland, who has also been on the Vegas, by the way. He sent and it he's to in us. The chat room. He sent it to us like five minutes before the show. So I'm hoping I'm going to be able to get this to play here. Let's Fingers see. crossed. Come on, Googles. Check it out. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Joel from Portland. You're hey. back. We're back. We're all back. So excited. We're back. Uh, a dinosaur story. Uh, we have a brand new season. Last season, year one. Actually, it's year zero. But either way, um, that first cold opening, I'm sure everyone's going to call it about the whole episode, but the cold opening, that's all I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to know for what reason they all decide to team up. Who has a tank down below the <laughs> shooting Thank you. At? When does Oswald decide to wear round glasses? Mm. And when did he finally make up with Ed Nigma to uh, join up with the GCPD and start getting tactical to take out uh, who I'm assuming may be Jerome or Bane or whoever it's supposed to be down below? Yeah, because in this episode... Uh Penguin's not thinking much of Ed at all. In fact, he actually named his dog Ed. Oh, <laughs> dog Ed. At the season finale. I'm also nervous about whether or not uh, David can fill out a Batman costume. He seems a little short, but um, I guess that's all going to come to fruition. He's tall as Jim now. Yeah, yeah. He grew. He grew. I mean, throw him a couple rolled up socks. I'm sure he'll be mm-hmm. fine. This season, so I'm looking forward to it. And so thanks, guys, for coming back. Interesting in your thoughts. Talk to you later. Thank you, Joel, Thank for you. coming back. I, it's I great to hear you hear from you again. I mean, I, I, I've emailed back and forth with you a few times for the fakest stuff, but feels like it's been forever since I've had you actually talking to me. 
instead of reciting lines. So uh, thank you very much for that. Okay, we have a couple little right. bits and bobbles, odds and ends to finish up here with. We got some, uh, we posted a sort of new Zero episode last week announcing we were coming back. And we got some comments on YouTube we wanted to point out here. Uh, first of all, Cliff Huxtable. Interesting. Uh, might want to change your username uh, based on recent events, but says, glad to see you back. Also love Night Court. We had a Night Court poster in the background of the shot. Uh, Sean Barr, who is in the chat room, uh, who is also on the fakest, uh, says, uh, <laughs> yes, the best podcast host ever back, baby. Thank you very much. Glad to see your wonderful faces again. Can't wait until next Sunday. See you that, then. That's now. Now, That's now. Exactly. He can't wait until now. He can't wait. Telling right. everyone I know to subscribe. Go Legends of Gotham. And then Rebecca uh, Duck Milk Prod on YouTube, uh, who we heard from a few minutes ago, says, watching Gotham just wasn't the same without you. Good news. Exactly. Okay. Uh, you want to read this one from Mike? Sure. Okay. Uh, hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. Page turn. Page turn. Okay. I don't know if this email account is... Oh, this is an old one. Okay. This account is still open. Yeah. These these emails here... These, these two. Are ones there's we two that are old and then there's one that's new. We receive them in between closing the show and starting the show again. So this so. could really be from a year and yeah. a half ago. Like I wiped a few of them out, but there were a couple that I was like, eh, if we ever go back on, you know, maybe we could read these. So... Okay. Uh, I don't know if this email account is still open, but I'm listening to an older podcast, Face Up, where you both discussed how Jerome could potentially end up in the asylum with Harleen, a.k.a. Babs. Um, I think I might know how they could do it. So she got the the good old electroshock therapy at the end of season three finale, right? <laughs> I'm going to go with sure. Um, see, we're thinking surely Babs can't die, right? This is true. We've tried a few times. But then, is dead ever dead in Gotham? No. So what if when she is brought back, she is rebooted with a new story like Strange gave Galavan mm. and attempted to do with fish? Either that or the electrocution alone might just scramble her eggs. Looking forward to next season. I'm sure you all are too. Later, guys, Mike. Or she'll just bang, bounce back thanks to Raish. Or we'll talk about it a year and a half later and not really have anything of value to add. Cause we don't even remember what was going on. There. <laughs> no, not kidding. really. Sorry. Okay. Uh, next right, up next. we have one from Heather here and uh, Heather says, dear legends of Gotham, Bill and Anne Marie, I am terribly sad to say goodbye to this podcast. I'm so going to we. miss it so much. Mm -hmm. It is truly one of my favorite podcasts. I listen to the only one I currently listen to for Gotham. And I definitely know that there will be a little hole in my heart that I won't have this companion for any future Gotham seasons. Lies! Brownie face. Sorry. I hope, I hope one or both of you will still live tweet Gotham episodes on Twitter if you're able. We tried. Anyway, I can, I, I can see your thoughts on the episode is better than nothing at all. Uh, best wishes, Heather. I did email Heather. Did to, you email her? Good. To let her know we were coming back for Yay. sure. And then you have one from Monica. I have one from up, Monica. Right? Okay, this is the one that's like more current. Monica. Oh, actually, before you read that, uh, we do like to have our chat room vote on episode titles. Let me give you the options here. Uh, the Gotham <gasps> Dead, seasons, Season of the Witch, It's Evolution Baby, We Can't Math, and stabby tab. So go ahead and vote in the chat room while Amory If you can remember any letter. of what he just said. Okay, Monica, so glad to have to have y'all back. <laughs> so let's get right into it. Love Jim's expose exposed to the powers that be that looped us in without making a known loved characters look stupid. Oh, his exposition. Got it. 
Um, I especially loved how I could hear the unspoken F-bomb in the middle of Jim saying a committee. <laughs> um, now we're in the hospital. Now we're in the hospital, Selena. Why isn't the doc speaking to her, but only with those who are of no relation? And one of them is a minor. Stupid patriarchy and anti-HIPAA nonsense. Um, the Riddler, they're paying. Uh, the Riddler wakes up on the rooftop. Why are his pants too short? LOL. If Ed is sneaking around, I'd wager he's nursing Doc back to health after stabbing her. There's a whole new theory. Yeah, that, that, that that's interesting. But I yeah, I guess because he could be nursing her back to health off screen. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what she meant by that. Yeah. They, it, Random thought. Where are the cops living? GCPD has a 10 block radius, but certainly they don't all live that close. No, no. I'm pretty sure they're all living in that one building. Yeah, because it, se- it seems like the rest of the city is a little too dangerous to be in by yourself. A little bit, yeah. Although, uh, you know, except you brought, for that kid who walked through multiple sections during during the main show, you brought up uh, Wayne Manor. Yes, like, and no one's in Wayne Manor. Did the best. I of our think knowledge. Wayne Manor is on outside of the city limits, so I wonder if they can still get out there or not. Then why didn't you bring that up when I asked about it? I don't know. I just I I, I was letting you flow. I was letting you flow. <laughs> I'm hitting him. If you were asking. Okay. Uh, random thought. Oh no! Did that one already? In Jim's fight with Scarecrow, what stopped the steam from the pipe? Watched it twice. Still couldn't figure it out. Your guess is as good as ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harvey has been making a lot of sense this whole episode. I wonder how much of a parallel this is to the Puerto Rico post Hurricane Maria. Have you guys gotten much info? We get no info about anything Hurricane Maria or Gotham. <laughs> um, okay, why is this chopper flying this low? Makes no sense. Well, it was landing, mm-hmm. so that kind of yeah. Cho- uh, as someone who works at a building where a chopper lands four or five times a day, they can get really low and just like hang, hang out, out there kind of creepily, kind of like the nurse. Like, hey, hey. you need a witch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Penguin is seriously going to regret killing Tabitha. So stupid to think he could put it behind them. One question, Bill, the comic book reader. Who is the witch? <laughs> Um, we talked I, about I that. I wish I had thought to talk about that early in the episode, Monica. I apologize. Except that we did. No, but I have some theories. Uh, you can you can refer rewi- back to rewi- half an hour ago. You can hit the rewind button on your tape player about forty five yeah. minutes to see that. Uh, so excited to have you all back. See you in a few hours, uh, Monica. Thank you very much, Thank Monica. You, Monica. And I don't know if I saw her in the chat room or I not, didn't but uh, if you're out there, hi, how's it going? Hi. Okay, uh, so next week, as always, we're going to be recording Sunday nights, 9 p.m. EST at youtube.universebox.com. I recommend you go there and subscribe. And, and hit the little bell. Ring We've that bell. We've never been the person. Click that little bell. Give us a like. Give us a thumbs up. Ring that bell. <laughs> Our kids watch too much YouTube. Ring that bell. <laughs> um, okay, no, but definitely go, go over there and subscribe so you can get notified when we're going live. We go live 9 p.m. Sunday nights uh, after the episode of Gotham airs. You can email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. You can tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number, as always, is 24... 24- Two four two. No. Four two four two seven four two three five two. Again, that's four two four two seven four twenty three fifty two. And do we have uh, many votes? Um, I have a season of the witch and a stabby tabs. Meanwhile, I will fed the dog. I think that was something else. No, that's it. Okay, so it's gonna be on us. It'll be on us it's for the episode us. title. Uh, so Anne Marie, where can people find you? Oh. 
Uh, I forgot about this part. <laughs> you forgot you, about it. Huh? I totally, it's not in. The, it's not in here. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at amdsimone, which I'm really never there. Um, or you can follow my planner Instagram at not so pretty planner. At not so pretty planner. That's fine. That's fine. fine. That's what I do. Okay. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. I, I am going to be updating over the next month or two, BillMeeks.com. So check that out when you get a chance. And as we mentioned before, thanks to our wonderful sponsor, The Fakest, which I write and star in and Produce coordinate. And, do and a things. lot of our friends are, are in it and I love them for it. Thank you guys so much. It's really, really funny. Check it out, TheFakest.com or just search for Fakest in iTunes. Truth. Uh, so I think that about does it uh we're gonna be back next week like we said it'll be exciting uh so join us next time for more legends, legends of, of gotham. gotham hey i got it right you did i think no there, there we it go. is